Hello and welcome to another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious sidekick, Hunter Van Lira. Hey-o. We are brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics down in New York. Now let's start the show with some news. Guys, we have a sh- short week of news, which is great, actually. Um, no sword. It's dry. Yeah, it's dry. It's because we'll eventually get some... Re- re- also, remember, we are gearing up to San Diego Comic-Con, which is going to be the end of next month. Yeah. So a lot of, like, big news won't be coming out unless it's, like, categorically insane. Yeah. Uh, like, Ezra Miller will still be missing. Oh, my God. His book actually got a release date. I know. That's, and then they pull- Not his, not Ezra Miller's yes. book. The Flash book. No, the, Flash Man Life. It was, pull- it was pulled back, but now it's back on the market. Yes. So it's coming back out. And they, uh, you saw what they did with the B cover? Oh, they made it look like he's getting changed. Yeah, so, it's drawn by Andy Machete. Yeah, the, the, uh, the director. Yeah, the director. But they pulled that cover. You can't order that cover now. Oh, that's well, they, Andy. No, but they did say, like, it's a great thing for Andy because if it doesn't work out being director, he could be a comic artist. Yeah. Um, But they pull it because they don't want to pay Ezra Miller any more money because of the likeness. For the likeness? Yeah. Just change the face to the stunt guy. Yeah. Because if it's a cartoon, you can say it's artistic interpretation. Yeah, it's just also yeah. him being naked on the cover. Also, the Batman in the background. That's whatever the that's, I, that's fucking Batflex yeah. costume, and I'm yeah. like, yo, it's yeah, different from the others. This looks amazing. Yeah, and we liked it. It's, it's this yeah. draw, like drawing points well, to that that's cover, a cool. but so, also it's Ezra Miller being on the cover. So like, uh, I'm, I'm probably still gonna get the book and trade because it's Flash, and if it ties into movie properties, I get. So I'm. But in. it's also Ezra Miller. We don't talk about them. We talked about them for the last three weeks. We don't talk about them because it's just the biggest no, part of the news. It's it's a huge thing for because it's fucking trends. crazy. A movie that doesn't exist. The prequel's coming out for the movie that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like Bad Idea, a company that doesn't exist. Oh, my God. Hey, man. They might, we might work for them eventually. I'll never work for them. <laughs> I'd rather work for Action Lab, which steals like property from me. Oh, I would work with Action Lab if they fixed their, if they fired that guy. If they did. If they fired that guy. Your chief didn't fuck your contracts up all the time. Yeah, man. I mean, books still come out, so obviously people don't complain had, too much. I know if an action lab has not come out. Books. An action lab book has not come out in four months. Well, they have. There's no, that hasn't. I put three in the back issue bin. They've Who's one? S Factor, New Men. Those are action lab books. New Men's not action lab. Oh, it is actually. It is. No new number ones have come out. Oh yes, unless they were previously slated before the incident. Yes. So yes, those books have come out, but no new number ones have come out since. Besides, like I said, contracted ones that are already set to come out. That's fair. So. That's fair. But we don't order too many of them because us as retailers, like, that sucks. Well, yeah. Sorry, we're not going to get your book, but also it's despite the company, so... Also, not for nothing, it's also, in general, it's a weird... Um, they come, the company's not known for... Again, not known for, like, big-time books. And again, at this point, when you're writing yeah, issues four or five... Some like, indie writing awards, but none of them have been, like... I think one book got picked up for a TV show, maybe. I don't even know what it is. Oh, I know God. that I know that Spencer and Locke was supposed to get picked up, and that was because the lawsuit stopped it. <laughs> so why? I said, what was that lawsuit? I know proposal talking, but we totally talked about it. go back. Sorry, fucking f- twenty weeks, I think. <laughs> it's in the news. Anyway, let's get actual news. We got this. We got four bits of news. Nothing a little crazy, but we yeah. got some right swapping. We got a new Kickstarter book, and we have a new character. Well. An old character from the DC Comics. Yes. James, which one do you want to start with? So, we will start with... Sorry, I was looking up news. Uh, we will do the Wesley Snipes. What starts is kickstarting a comic book called The Exile. Well, he's been in exile for all the years of tax evasion. So he's he back to, now. He's fine. You know, he, he, he wasn't in exile. <laughs> he was locked up. And they made a joke about it in The Expendables 3, where they saved him from being in prison. Because, you know... Meta-commentary. It's funny. Because, you know, that's a thing. 
It is what it is. It drives but me he's nuts. coming back with a Kickstarter book, and it looks fine. I mean, just like Keanu, just like Emilia Clark, just like John Leguizamo, just like Oscar Isaac, these books are going to come out. They're going to yeah. sell. A publisher might pick them up, and then they'll be that. Do you uh, do you know or direct them by the name of Wes Ball? Wes Bull? Yeah, he does a bunch of fucking comic um, video game movies. Yeah, so he was supposed to do Harbinger for Paramount. The, uh, the yeah, the right. book? Yeah. Um, he is now, he left, and now Paul Downs is in talks to talk Paul to Downs. it. I recognize yeah. his last name. I don't know his first name. What does Paul Downs do? Do you know? Not sure. It's, I'm on Key Collector. Okay. Oh, Scott Comics has announced a par- uh, uh, has partnered with Management Production Entertainment to develop Midnight Western Theater for oh, I saw that. That was the other bit of news I was trying to look yep. for. Yes. Midnight Western Theater. Oh, so the Western Life thing. Cool. We'll keep you posted on oh, if you guys want to. We did forget something yeah. else. Midnight Western Theater, that's cool. I read the first issue. I thought it was, I think you actually read it for the show, but we read yes. it in general. It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do for a show. Maybe it'll be like Westworld, but with monsters. I don't. I guess so. If they adapt the story, it's only got like five issues, I think. So adapting that into a TV show, it's, I, don't, I don't know. If it's a movie, maybe. Not 100%. It's just as announced for an adaptation. Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, another TV show news that we just got the other day was Wonder Man coming in for Disney+. Oh, Plus. yeah. Well, that's not official. It was it was heavily rumored that these this director was going to do it. Uh, it's the director of Shang-Chi. I forget their name. Devin Knowles? Something like that? Uh, Destin Daniel Creighton. Destin. And I, I almost crossed it He's on board, to, on board to direct. It's it's confirmed. Oh, it is? Okay, I thought it was a rumor. Marvel developing Wonder Man series, yes. It it's is supposed to be a from the Hollywood take Reporter. on Hollywood. Yes, it's from the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, I hope they get Wes... Uh, Wes... Um, Nathan Fillion to continue to be Wonder Man, but if they cast someone else, I totally it'd be Nathan Fillion. It'd be hilarious for Nathan Fillion because him being a Hollywood actor would be very funny. Yes, because he's like, I know all actors are Hollywood actors, well, but Nathan yeah. Fillion is like the face of Hollywood. Like, if you really had to pin it down on somebody, he's been in so much stuff as guest stars, one-off characters. He's in so much pop culture. His voice is recognizable. He's a good choice for Wonder Man. James Gunn thought that. Maybe this director and casting director will yeah. also think that. We'll see. If not. Henry Cavill would be a fantastic choice. No, I want him for something else. Oh, we got the Britain. Yes. Yeah, I think Wonder Man would be a good choice too because he's also Superman. Because he's a Superman type. Yeah. He's this would also hero. be a very good introduction. Or white blue Marvel. This would be. <laughs> this would be a very good introduction for Beast as well to show up in the in the show. Yes, because they're friends. They're boys. Yeah. Why not have Beast show up? A good introduction of Vision to come back. Yes. Because Vision. Took his brainwaves. If you look at if you look at a lot of the uh, characters that's been introduced lately in some of the storylines, a lot of them are from the West Coast Avengers stuff. Yeah, Wonder Man, Moon Knight, Moon Knight uh, Pim's out there. Being Vision, older. Scarlet Witch. And he's not Ant Man, Vision, Scarlet yeah. Witch. Yeah, it's a lot of West Coast Avengers nonsense. Tigra, maybe we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. So I'd be. I, I think if Wonder Man is gonna have anybody, it'll be Tigra instead of Beast because if they're not doing X Men yet, they'll do. Right. Another West Coast Avenger star who's also beast-like. Yes, because you can't... Tiger shows up in Shield for some reason. Yeah, I, I mean... Duh. I think that show will be oversaturated with characters anyway, but I think uh, Wonder Man would be a good idea to have guest stars show up in. And Wonder Man's going to be fun to do for comedy. Oh, it's going to be a great take on Hollywood and acting. I hope they make references that the MCU is like canon or something. That'd be hilarious. Uh, So, after that, we have... I'll tie the two Marvel newses. Um... We talked about Conan leaving Marvel a while ago. Um, now Conan, Conan is being picked up by Titan Comics, which is fucking weird. Titan Comics does Doctor Who. They do Rivers of London. Yes. They do... I think they're a UK publishing company. Yeah. 
Then they just do a lot. They did Sherlock for a bit. They mm-hmm. mostly do BBC stuff. They do a lot of BBC licensed properties. Uh, and, and now they have Conan. And now they have Conan, which is f- fine. It's fine. Okay. I mean, people will will definitely be following Titan books now. Yeah, we we'll only usually get Doctor Who, I think. Yes, because Doctor Who is the most consistent. Yes, the other ones come out sporadically. Yes, because River of London is like a series of one shots now. Yeah, and then uh, Conan. It's gonna be weird. It's weird, right? Are they gonna talk about the Marvel years? Because no. they had some lore stuff in the mo- most recent Marvel. Books. They won't though. That's the problem. That's, that's what's stinky. When it comes to licensed characters, I understand like losing some of the lore bits. Yeah. I know it's based off books, so the lore comes from that, but certain things get added in comic book adaptations that are long lasting. Yes. Marvel originally had stuff for Conan, and then I believe who had a Dark Horse after that? Conan? Yeah. Uh yes. Dark Horse touched a little bit on some of the Marvel stuff, but that's because I think they have a working relationship and more so now with Star Wars. But um and then it came back to Marvel, obviously, with the No Road Home and the Conan books and stuff like that. So it's cool to see what they're doing, but now I want to know how David Popose is going to write out Conan. This new issue that got solicited says, like, the death of the Hyborian Age. What's going to happen to Conan? Is he going to die? And I'm like, they're yes. going to kill him or kick him through a fucking portal? Like, well, they, just, the they did say Conan dies at one point. Yeah. Death, like, death of Conan. Uh, uh, Conan die. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? Conan must die. I think it's called Conan must die. Yeah. So... I don't know. Oh, Conan, Conan is dead long live Conan. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that. But uh, Marvel is not stopping with acquisitions. Nope. They, they have just reco- picked up Planet of the Apes. Which is random. Which was from Dark Horse again, right? Yes. They also, with that, they are also um, reprinting the Marvel years when Marvel did own mm-hmm. uh, the rights for um, Planet of the Apes. They're putting that in the collected editions. Um, and the, then the original will, Marvel years, they're going to do the Legends style, where they take yes. all the Dark Horse books and republish them. Yep, and then they will be doing their own. Um, they have announced their own series. Yes, I don't know if it's going to take place before the movie, after the movie. Which so can we have taking? Alien Predator, uh, Alien Predator, Planet Apes, Star Wars crossover? Oh and then we'll do Star Wars. But they'll Why be, not. They're all uh, they're all properties that Marvel owns that are kind of the MCU. They're alternately Disney owned. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, no Marvel owns Planet of the Apes. Yeah, so and all of a sudden, like you'll have a, an ape with a lightsaber. I don't know where to do that. That's when they get to the, get that. That's the Earth in the you know, in the Star Wars universe. That's when they get there. That you finally see Earth. It's the Planet of the Apes. That's how you, you can finally fight the aliens and the uh, predators. No, all within the same universe. Alien versus Predator versus Planet of the Apes will happen for sure. No doubt that that will happen. Yeah, because they haven't announced an Alien versus Predator comic yet. But I feel like but one think, will be coming. No, also, because that was the delay. So. Well, I know because Predator was a big delay. Yes, it's finally coming out in like September. September, yeah. It was supposed to come out last June. Yeah. So that's why, with the delay, that's why it hasn't done that. That's why I get that. Well, I think they... we get an AVP as like a big event for those, and then afterwards, we'll they'll see how the Planet of the Apes goes. They'll see how they light, how long they own the rights. Yeah, and then they'll hop into a crossover because Conan took a bit. Besides him getting introduced in a crossover, yes. it took a bit for him to get crossover books. Yes. Also, Savage Avengers they're... came after the first twelve issues of mm-hmm. Savage Sword, which was kind of like a lead in, and then he didn't get the Serpent War and Serpent Crown until afterwards. They're also relaunching Alien with the number one. Well, that makes sense. They did a year of it already. So yeah, so they're doing number one and they're going to tie it in with... I, I, I'm betting you they probably would tie it in. That's with probably why they're relaunching it. They're yeah. going to tie it into whatever the timeline of the Predator main canon is so they can introduce some crossover characters before they actually have them fight each other. Exactly. And then do the Predator-Alien Planet of the Apes crossover, which wouldn't involve any of the characters that are pre-existing, but you know what I mean. It'd be very cool to see Dr. Zayas get murdered by a Predator... After hatching an alien by accident. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Very cool, man. 
I wasn't even thinking about uh, crossovers with Planet of the Apes initially, and then you brought it up, and I was like, oh my god, that'd be so good. <laughs> my, my, my editor at Marvel. Yeah, your editor brain. <laughs> my editor brain laughs. You need to come up with cool ideas. Um, so after that, uh, we have um, Thunder Boy, which is... Thunder Boy, Boy is... Boy Thunder. Boy Thunder, sorry. Uh, a new character appearing in DC Comics, specifically the Mark Wade uh, run of Batman Superman, World's Finest, uh, coming out of after... Batman versus Superman, uh, ba- uh, Batman versus Robin story. Uh, after this story arc finishes, uh, we are introduced to the secret sidekick of um, Superman. A new secret sidekick. Yes. Um, so, Boy Thunder. If you've seen the image, it's if you see the image of his, his suit. Uh, for some comic fans, old time comic fans will will see who, what that really looks like. Uh, new time readers may not know what that is uh, a reference to. Um, Boy Thunder's uniform is a reference to. A character named uh, Supernova, mm-hmm. uh, which was a character form that Superman took when he lost his powers uh, temporarily, and that suit allowed him to do power stuff. Years later, um, during the book fifty-two, Booster Go- there's a new superhero called Supernova that showed up, which was secretly Booster Gold. Spoilers for a book that's like twenty years old at this point, fifteen years old at this point. Um, he then. Yes. Because of the Green Lantern ring? Yes. They literally get fusion hot? Yes. Check out World's Finest, everybody. Sorry. So, so, you know what you were saying. Um, blown away. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, later on, Booster Gold becomes Supernova, and then uh, I think a year or two later, his father shows up as Supernova, but he's a bad guy. Um, so I want to see where they kind of go with this character. It's kind of interesting you're adding this secret character, and so every storyline so far... The first storyline will play into the modern day. Very cool. So they bring back legacy characters. Very fun. So in World's Finest, everyone's just trying to figure out, like, oh, well, how does this this arc, the first story arc of this, play into... Um, yeah, because the World's Finest stuff is a prequel right yes. now. So what it does is the villain in this book, Neza, yeah. is the villain in the Batman vs. Superman, uh, Batman versus Robin story. Oh, that's very cool. Yes. I didn't know that. And it ties into the League of Assassins and it ties into Damien's past. Okay. Uh, it ties into the House of Al Ghul and everything. Okay. So that's how they were tied. So it spins off into a six-issue miniseries event, and then we'll continue on with the next arc. So having mm-hmm. we may see Boy Thunder as an adult or as a, a new character or something else in the modern era showing mm-hmm. back up in a later run of another book, whether it's Kenny Johnson's action or uh, Taylor's Superman Son of Kal-El or so, not Sadowski's Batman, but probably mm-hmm. in uh, a Mark Wade spinoff Batman, a Superman story. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see like Very my mind's cool. already going all over the place with this character. It's cool to see. Yeah, bring back some Booster Gold lore. <laughs> I know. You know that I will. Make him relevant, baby. You know I will. We love Booster Gold here on the podcast. We're big fans. Oh, speaking of big fans, sad news. Very sad. What do you got? No, no, no it's, it's okay. okay. You no. made a face. No. Very sad news has come to yes. pass recently. Tim Sale has passed away at age 66. This happened over the week, uh, last... I think it was last Thursday. Last Thursday. That's well, I why made a post about it on yeah. our podcast, yeah. so you knew we were going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, that's why we're covering it now. It's just going to be then. We don't do breaking news during the week. Um, Tim Mills was 66 years old. The re- uh, reason for his death is unknown, but we know he was rushed to the hospital due to medical complications uh, a couple of months ago. He was, and then this, I think, he was tied into that last compl- set of complications. 
Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, to our knowledge, it's not COVID related. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not spread that problem. No, it's not. It's not COVID related. Um, uh, but to our knowledge, right? But we do uh, uh, something because those go out to the family and friends and fans of Tim Sale. Um, it's insane that uh, again. I said this all the time. Like uh, there is this part of comic books that will just be ghoulish. And and like oh Tim Seale books are going up for money and it's disgusting. Yeah, I'm not a, honestly. I'm gonna hit you guys with the, with a hot take. I'm not a huge fan of Sale. Do I hate his art? God no. I think his art's great. It's just not my cup of tea. You guys know my cup of tea is Daniel Warren Johnson. It's that nitty gritty like uh, Daniel Hilliard stuff. I'm a fan of like weird art. Tim Sale has always been a little too on the weird for me. Uh, Long Halloween is fantastic. But I'm not a fan of how he draws the Joker. I think he draws the Joker fucking so weird. And, uh, but he's still a legend in the industry, and you can't say it's it's not undeniable, you know? It's a very, like, hard fact. Yeah, it, it, it is a hard fact. And, it, again, like I said, it it, it sucks. It being 66 years old is... Yeah, Spider-Man Blue. Again, being 66 years old and, and, and passing away, he yeah. does have, uh, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. It is really crazy, you know, so... We we try not to, you know, we try not to go hard or anything with any, you know, all the stuff. It's just, it's it's just kind of weird, you know what I mean? It's like when we have to talk about, like, down or shit like this, and it, it's it's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, and it's like, oh, and then and, and Serena brought this up the other day, and then I was talking to her about it, and it was kind of like, oh, it's crazy how all these guys are, are, are passing away all suddenly, and, and it's like, and well, I, you gotta forget, you know, you forget how old these guys are. Yeah, it, 66 is young, young don't yes. get me wrong. But some of these guys are passing away at like 87, 92. Right. right. Like, Stanley died at like 94. So, yeah. So I was telling Sabrina, like, the biggest thing is that a lot of these guys that we are fans of have been in the industry and have been retired or still like on the back end of their career in the industry. Yeah. So we grew up as fans in the shadows of all these guys. Because, yeah, like, people like Neil Adams was a big one for Sabrina, I think. Right. Uh, I haven't talked to her about it, but I know it was right. one of her some of her favorite stories yeah. come from New Adams Perez like passed away this uh, week apart. But Adams was recently doing a Batman versus Rachel Ghoul book. Yeah. And in her brain, I don't mean this is me saying well, she's not around in her brain. Yeah. Um she was like, Oh, he just made a book recently. He's gotta be young if he's still doing art and stuff. And he also did all these covers recently, the covers month. It's like, yeah, but how many of those are like old sketches that have been repurposed and how many of those have been done for a while? And also you know, right. As long as you got steady hands, you can still draw. Right. But he's also been doing books since freaking hard, tra uh, uh, hard driving heroes, yes. Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Like that's crazy. And that's the whole thing. It's 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 hey, been Denny O'Neill, man. It's better thing, and that's and that's why. So we grew up again. We have grown up in the era of these big time guys already being here and or and being in the industry yeah. or being out of the industry. Frank Miller made that made Batman Returns, and he was like. Midway through his life, he's like so old now. Right. So like if like and that's what's crazy. So in our yeah. in our heads, we're like, oh shit, it's crazy that they're all passing away now. Like, no, it's, it'd be like and I hate to say this, if one of the bigger up and coming guys now There was one recently, I forget who it was though. Like, oh, the artist for Aquaman. Yeah, the artist for Aquaman passed away and they were only like late thirties, I think. But that was covered really. Yeah, I know, but it was still that's one of the ones where it's like, oh man, that's crazy. That is that one's gonna like, was oh. new up and comer, you know, hot shit coming in. Right. And then, you know. I, I get it, and that's the whole thing. So I understand the older fogies dying, but you know it still sucks. Regardless, it, I'm not trying to be a dick. No, no, I know. 
it's you come to expect certain deaths in right. the comic industry when they're so old, right? As opposed to like when that other the Aquaman artist yeah, passed away, thirty something years old. He was like, right, yeah. Um, and that's the whole thing. And so when he's passed away, it is shocking to the system and it is shocking to the industry. But it's because we live and, and, and we've been wild. and we've been fans of these guys in their shadows when they were like now already big. Yeah. So it'd be like years there later. There are people who are fans of the original Howard the Duck run, the Gerber run. Yeah. Who are becoming fans now and Gerber's been dead for years. Right. Like people, you go back and you're like, oh man, where's this guy's writing gone? Like, well, he died younger and he died a while ago. Yeah. Like, it just, it, it, it's just, it's just, it's sad to see because a lot, a lot of the things that we talk about as legends and a lot of the guys we talk about as, as like heroes in the industry and our heroes in, in the industry, they are a lot older than we think they are. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's not unheard of, of them passing away during this time period. But it's just reality. It just is what it is, and it sucks. And, and we do give a shout-out to Tim Sale's family and, like, fans and everything. The uh, estate. And the estate of Tim Sale and, and kind of, like, don't be ghoulish. Kind of just, like... Yeah, there are people who are already trying to scalp, like, last Tim Sale book to come out. It's, like, fucking triple the price now because oh, it's the, the last, last book you made. You know the last book is? I can tell you that. Well, it's the Halloween special that he did for um, nope. Batman, right? Nope. It's not the long Halloween sequel? Nope. One shot? No. The last it? thing he drew was for DC. It was issue three for uh, cover for issue three for Batman Superman World's Finest. Really? Do we still have any? Yes. I don't want one. I'm not trying like, to be ghoulish. I just, I, yes. I didn't know. <laughs> and I thought it was like, people are ghoulish. Ghoulish. We'll have people coming in. We've got to pull them. Mm-hmm. So people don't come in and mm-hmm. like, we got to get them for the people who ask. So one night. This happened when not when Perez died. Uh, I think it was well, it was Neil Adams. When Adams died, yeah, Perez did it with the JLA and Avengers book. But when Neil That's Adams died, people were being scummy. I was like, "This is gross." Like it was actually gross. Like it, it's like it's just, it turns my stomach. You know, it's not it's not okay. Like it literally is not okay. It's issue two. Oh, it's issue two. Sorry. You know, it's it's it turns my stomach, and it's like again, it, it's not meant for them. It's meant for a bigger cause, and yeah. you know. So if you do want to, you know, whether you want to do something about it, one, always have your health health have your health checked out constantly, and two, just kind of like, you know, if you want to do something about it or, or want to remember something, your artists and the, or the writers that passed away, read their shit. Yeah, go, go out back. and buy their shit. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go back and finally read in full Long Halloween. Blasphemy! I know I haven't read it yet. I've only read bits. To be fair, I did. It took me a very long time to read Dark Knight. So I also just read the. Uh, I just watched the movie, so I, I know it's different. But I, I I know the twists and turns of Long Halloween. I, I've, I've I've read the the excerpts and stuff. But yeah, I'm gonna go back and like you know read the highlights. Spider Man Blue, Captain America White. That those are the ones the I want to read. The Marvel ones. stuff. I didn't. Yeah, the Marvel ones I want to read. I yeah. didn't read any of those. I've only read Captain America White because I think that was recent. <laughs> it's really good. Sorry, and uh, this I had to pick some of celebrity. Go out and uh, pick up some Tim Sale books. Mm-hmm. And trade. Yes. Don't be a fucking scummy little scalper. Like, oh, pick them up in trade to read the epic stories or reopen those floppies. Go pick up some floppies, yeah. but don't buy them on eBay from people who are selling them for over exorbitant prices. Yeah. You know, go back and check out the highlights, you know? Of course. That's what it is. So, we'll move on to a lighter note in our topic of the week. Hunter, We I know we're finally late by... Finally! But it's used forever to... 
So we finished watching the show, so we we're talking about four season two. I know we are currently watching. We are both currently watching season three. So when season three is over, we will be doing spoiler cast for season three on time, and we will tie Diabolic to that because Diabolic was a short series, and we cannot, for the god of us, uh, do a whole hour episode on twenty minutes worth of content. Yeah, not for twenty minutes of content. Yeah. So you know we have the breakdowns of the boys uh, of the TV stuff, and I will break down the comparisons for the comic book stuff. Hunter, what is it? Hold on, a brief history for the podcast, if you don't know. Way back in the early episodes of the podcast, right around when Danny left the show, I had I went on vacation, yes. or vacation. I was helping Courtney with something. It was vacation. And I wasn't able, I might have been upstate with Courtney, and I wasn't able to come in for an episode of the podcast, and you graciously invited your brother-in-law. Before he was my brother-in-law. Exactly, to come on it down and talk about The Boys Season 1. Unfortunately, we couldn't get him back here now. And if this is the first time you're hearing about it, Mike, blame James. <laughs> Yell at James, not me. See how life... But the reason why we never talked about The Boys Season 2 when it was initially released was because Hunter, me, was very far behind on The Boys because I don't pay for Amazon. I do now, but I didn't prior. And I also didn't care too much about the show and the hype. Because I didn't watch it. I didn't know. I was a fool. The hype is fucking I ended up checking it out. The show is like one of my favorite shows of all time now. And uh, it's just consistently so good. The only one I haven't seen so far is Diabolical. And the most recent episode. I'm caught up otherwise. But uh, so yeah, we're finally talking about The Boys Season 2. James, wait. take away. With whatever you're gonna say for Andrew. Oh no, that was it. Don't you break down? Yeah, don't you do the breakdown? I compare it to the comic books and tell everything right is wrong with the show. Then I will hop into the breakdown real quick because you might have covered it prior. But I'm gonna hit it with the fresh Hunter take where yes. he reads it from Wikipedia. Like totally original. So the Boys is an American superhero television series produced by, uh, developed by Eric Kripke for streaming service Amazon Prime Video. The series was loosely based on the comic by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson, which was originally published by DC Comics. Yes. What? Under its wild sort imprint before moving to Dynamite Entertainment. Yeah. It follows the... Eponymous? this. Eponymous, yes. Eponymous team of vigilantes as they combat superpowered individuals who abuse their abilities. The series stars an ensemble cast that includes Carl Urban, Judge Dredd and Dr. Bones, and other Carl Urban things. Uh, Jack Quaid, up-and-coming superstar. Uh, Laz Alonzo, Tomer Capone, and Karen Fukuhara, who was... Um, Oh my god, Katana from the Suicide Squad movie that wasn't good, but she was fantastic in it. Yes. As vigilantes with Anthony Starr, who should be Reverse Flash, yes. Aaron Moriarty, Dominique McElliott, Chase Crawford, Jesse T. Usher, and Nathan Mitchell as the members of The Seven, an elite superhero group run by the conglomerate Vought, ran up, up until recently by Giancarlo Esposito. Okay, Stanegger. Yeah. While maintaining a lofty facade and sh are shallow celebrity figures prone to committing horrendous crimes in secret. It also stars Elizabeth Shue in the first season with Colby Minifine and Aya Cash in the second season. Season 3, briefly, added... Well, briefly, we'll talk about an actress on the Wikipedia page. They added Claudia DeMitt and Jensen Ackles. Nice. We'll get to that when we talk about the th th third season. But Aya Cash playing Stormfront. Which is a big And Colby Minifine. I don't know who they played. Let me scoop it up. I Kathleen Stone for season two, who is a big player in this season, and actually one becomes one of the main focusing of season two, which we'll be talking about a lot because it's one of the major characters that diverges completely oh, from the comic. Oh, huge diversion! So I will. They played Ashley in. Uh, season... She's the assistant, the redhead assistant. Okay, yeah, she was she was good in that one. Yeah, 
She's bad in the show, but she's like I think it, now she's a major. Well, she role. was re- she was recurring in season one, and, and she became a main cast in season two. Two, because in season one I think she was in two episodes. Yeah, and then in this one she was in I think yep. six. That's why. So, wow, it is a black comedy superhero action drama. Black comedy. Yeah, that's what it says. I know. <laughs> For black people, it, it's um, it's a black noir comedy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, executive producers include Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, the guys who've been bringing indie comics to light recently, including Preacher, doing a TMNT book, and, oh my God, they're working on something else, but I forget what it's called. What's it? Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg, the writing duo that did Preacher, The Boys, Diabolical. They're doing another comic book that isn't TMNT, but they are doing that. I forget what it's called, though. New for DC. They're doing, they're doing Invincible right now. Doi. Oh, the guys from Goldberg. What are they doing in DC? In- oh, no, no, no. That different guy. Different oh, guy. there's three Goldbergs in the industry. There's an oh. actor, an executive producer, and a, and a TV show. Yeah, the, the guys who the guys who did the Goldberg TV show are doing a comic book for DC Comics. Yeah, man, gonna be fun. So, you want to jump into this, or do you want to do? I'll hit him with a little bit until we get to the stuff that differs. I'll hit him with the, the a lot of this different show in general, the but... show stuff. So, originally it's supposed to be a feature length film in 2008 from Adam McKay. Uh, the it was, it was abandoned for creative differences and it was put in development hell. 2016, it was revived by Cinemax for a TV show, uh, reworking it from the movie. Eric Kripke was recruited to be showrunner with Seth uh, Rogen and Evan Goldberg. This is what eventually we got to 2017. Prime Video picked it up and now we got it. So it was only in development hell for a little bit. Honestly, no, only yeah. a couple years. I think it ended... Um, like, a year before it got picked up, right? Because I think 2008 is when it, like, not started, but season, uh, 2008 was when it got, like, its big, the comic, got its big, um, big bit. Thank you for, for not continuing. No, no, I, I, sorry, I was looking up something. No, uh, oh, no, the they also have another spinoff coming out called The Boys Presents Varsity, that's the college spinoff. But the they have one. a, uh, there's been a problem that one of the actresses, the one of the main actresses of the series has left the show, so. Yeah, I forget who it was. Oh, me and to come that on an episode. Yeah. So anyway, I'll jump into the actual show. Uh, while Hunter looks up other stuff, The Boys opens up with, uh, scene two opens up with them being fugitives, fugitives for... With uh, Bertrand being blamed for Sitwell's death, that actually happens in season one. Sitwell dies in the explosion that was actually caused by um, Homeland. I was to call it Midnighter, uh, oh. caused by Homelander. Uh, Billy ends up on the property of his then we thought wife, dead wife Becca uh, with her uh, his son uh, with her son Ryan. Um, in this entire time, we have no idea what's going on. There is a short film I will talk about later on that kind of covers this missing time. Uh, the rest of the boys, which are Huey, Emma, and Frenchie, and Kimiko, um, hear about the head popper that's been going off and throughout the entire uh, killing people, uh, major governmental people. Oh, that was a fun uh, The head popper is also a big storyline for the entire season. Uh, this is also the rise of Congo supervillains in the United States. Um, was including I, Stormfront, right? We will no Stormfront is uh, oh, okay. no. So well, Stormfront is seen it for a bit. So <laughs> we didn't um, good at our jobs. As they try to uh, as the boys try to form reform uh, and to go against this mysterious uh, new threat, new threat. Um, Bart, CEO Edgar, Edgar Stan Edgar decides to bring in Stormfront. Um, Supreme has replaced A Train at this point on uh, on yeah, seven. A Train's been going through some stuff. Yes, losing oh, powers, getting between A Train and the sauce. Deep leaving. Uh, no, the Deep because he got canceled. Yes. 
you know, they sent him to this way far off town so he could get recuperated and rebrought into society with the help of Colby Minifine's character. Yes. You have Stormfront joining the Seven. Uh, more of a dig at Homelander's power. You know, we also had, um, what's her face? Starlight joined officially uh, midway through the season one and then officially, officially yes. head character in season two. And then we have the B-story of the deep joining uh, the Treasure Collective, which is supposed to be a parody of Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> Very fun. Um, we find out more about the superpower terrorists that are on the loose from Mallory, um, who has been talking to Butcher this entire time. Homelander has a growing arc throughout the entire story where he tries to bond with Ryan. He's the only other person that has superpowers. Also, Ryan's the first child to be born with superpowers um, that did not have Compound V, inject Compound v injected to one. Yes, Compound V is the big reveal for Season 1 and Season 2. Yes. Uh, A-Train tries to blackmail Annie uh, into what happened at the end of Season uh, season 1, which was her black uh, leading uh, Homelander to being pretty much jumped, uh, and that didn't go well. Yeah. Um... Homelander forces himself to uh into a, seclu a secluded facility. Um That's where they're holding the kid, right? Right, where Ryan and Becker are. That's why he's trying to get he's trying to bond with them because he's they're supposed to be safe from everyone else, but Ryan they find out. Um and then there's more B story with the deep. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, he goes to save a dolphin and he gets killed. No, that's later on. Oh, okay. Uh it's still early it's episode. He's story, just he just gets drugged by the church and who is answer his gills. Uh, he usually needs to talk to his girls in the mirror. Oh, yeah, that was a fun one. That's creepy. <laughs> that was a fun one. Uh, and Maven, Maven and her girlfriend uh, are sort of having the trouble in the relationship because of Homelander pretty much going to out Maven and kill Ellen. Yeah, public. this is like a public out, and they're like, make, like, oh, one of the seven's gay. We need to publicize this heavily. This will be our new arc for you. That's good. Yep, that leads up yeah, to that. Yeah, so, this one. we are into episode three, where Homelander pushes Ryan to use his powers. Uh, but Ryan ends up attacking a home. Uh, Ryan ends up attacking Homeland to protect Becca. Um, Annie um, steals a copy of Compound V, which is being exposed to everyone uh, to forgive superheroes of her powers. They don't know that that's how they got their superpowers. They never realized the adjustment to give them powers. Yeah. Um, because a lot of them were never told. Yeah, a lot of them were given it to when they were kids. Yes. Um, they then the superhero, the superhero ter terrorist is also Kenji. Uh, the boys are after Kenji, and in the battle between them, uh, Stormfront then uh, Stormfront shows up and kills Kenji. She says some awful, awful things uh, to a family that's in the building at the time when she's going after Kenji. Well, she's a racist Nazi. Well, that's the I was gonna get there. Uh, well, talk about it. They've seen it. This shows. This is season two years old. Uh, spoiler for season two. Uh, Stormfront's a racist. At this point, we just know she's a racist. Yeah. Um. Uh, and she kills a bunch of civilians without cars. She eventually uh, frames it for Kenji's death, but also kills Kenji in the process. Edgar uses uh, destruction to encourage superheroes are necessary to prevent such incidents, uh, while casting Compound V as a work of a rogue scientist led by Sitwell. Sitwell, they are also using Sitwell as kind of a scapegoat because she is dead and saying, yes. So using her as going, hey, Compound V is out in the world. Her, her and these rogue agents from the world have decided to make the it. Character that... She's the woman that the breastfeeding. Okay, yeah. the breastfeeding scene. She gets blown up at the end of season one. End of season one. Okay. And then her baby disappears, and they can't find the baby. They found the baby miles away. That's the baby in season three. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Putting it all together. Yep. Uh, where's episode four? Mallory provides a bunch of information on a superhero called Liberty and Becker's location. Uh, Bruce has been hunting. Bruce knows that. 
Beckett's alive, clearly, because it's Homelander and drops her in the in front of the house at the end of season yeah, one. Fucking just goes good luck. Uh, and he's been and Homelander's been trying to find him. Uh, also, they find out about a superhero called Liberty. Um, in this, we have the same episode. Uh, Homelander, sent by Homelander, Annie and Huey join MM investigating investigating Liberty, and they find out that Liberty is also Stormfront, and how she's been alive this entire time is unknown at this point. Um. Uh, but the problem with Liberty was that she was randomly kill black people because she's a racist asshole. Um, yeah, it happens. Uh, and then again, the B story with uh, the Deep, who is in arranged marriages for the Scientology nonsense. Um, oh yeah. We also oh. find out uh, that Kimiko and Kenji were brothers, uh, brother sister, mm -hmm. and that Kenji only has those powers because of what happened to him during a childhood with Compound. Mm -hmm. Episode five is protest against Homelander when a video of him killing civilian surf killing a civilian surfaces. That's for when he was in when he decided to go overseas and he laser. Oh yeah, he's blazering up the entire terrorist building. Yeah, he blows that guy in like, half. Yeah. Yikes! But then Stormfront and Homelander enter into a weird sexual relationship because she's a fucking psychopath. Well, she's a psycho, and they don't like each other. They hate fuck, and then he's got like a mommy kink, and she's like playing into it. Not as like a call me mommy, but in like a dominatrix kind yes. of way where you know the so fucking the weird. authority is um Andy Skips for Zofrey has been uh been in contact with Edgar regarding the Sage Grove Psychiatric Hospital that is where we find out a lot about her past is what's been hidden not yet though um and uh Annie and Stormfront uh ensure a fight between a conversation between Annie and, and Stormfront ensue over their former leaking copyright to the public uh, and her past as Liberty. Bum, 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 bum. Um, Maeve uh, reveals that she's going to also like try to take that homelander to Ellen, which doesn't go well. Yeah. Like duh. Um, episode six, they go to Sage Grove, uh, caps, uh, discover compound V patients. Um, they organize Frenchy reorganizing orderly as lamplighter. Lamplighter is also played by Sean Ashmore, Ice yes. Man, with his whole um, Homelander cuck porn that he watches, which is fucking weird. Um, they all work together uh, with Lamplighter. Lamplighter also killed Mallory's grandkids in season one. Yeah, by lighting them on fire. Yep. <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> um, that uh, Vart is also trying to stabilize Compound V in adults. Compound V has been using children. That's what creates all these heroes. The reason why Compound V in adults doesn't work is because they fucking die. Um, they have the like prepubescent like DNA or whatever yes, where they need like hormones. I think. Um, it's not an exact science. They then talk about the history of of Compound V and of Vart as a, a company. Um, and Stormfront tells Homeland her complete history, which she is a, uh, Nazi scientist wife, uh, Frederick Vought, uh, and she was the first successful compound B subject, and Vought, former founders, Frederick Vought's widow, um, uh, who wanted to create all these superheroes to help the Nazi, uh, Nazi party win World War II in a bid for world domination. Yup, it's the opposite of the Super Soldier Serum for Captain America. Yes. And then Maeve also uh, obtains the video of the airline of them, the two of them killing all those people in the airline. Yeah, well, not killing them, but letting them die, but yes. also killing a couple of them. A-Train also joins the Chosen Collective in Deep's B-Story. Yeah, because the Deep needs a, needs a dub. Yeah. And the Deep is like, dude, come on. 
in this entire, there's also another backstory that's going on in the entire series. It's the story of the congresswoman, Victoria Newman, who is against Vart and Supes and wants them regulated and them not in the army. The entire back story. That's the back, like, kind of B story, like C it's story. It's the C story, but it's the overarching C story that yes. has more relevance. By Towards the, the end, end we have two episodes of the We have episode seven. Um, Vault discovers that Annie has betrayed them. Huey convinces Lamplighter to join them on a rescue mission, uh, in which Lamplighter then kills himself. He lights himself on fire. Which is fucking crazy. Uh, Annie escapes to where helps Maeve, who subdues Black New Wall with an Almond Joy, which is a nod to an early episode in the season where they are at Criminal Analytics and the woman's eating the woman that's actually only left in Criminal Analytics this season, eating the Almond Joy bar because he has a nut allergy. Yeah. Um, is one of the weirdest characters. I'm glad he's getting more story stuff. We'll see what happens. Three. Fuck this means. Like he's so weird. Um, after behind the attack, Rainer, who's the handler in the FBI, who's trying to bring down Vought and all that, is killed randomly. They think it's a sniper bullet, but they realize their head explodes. Uh, the boys disappear and all dip out. The boys go into hiding. Um. And at the hearing, and this is at the governmental hearing itself, and all these guys fucking die in this Congress congressional hearing. Time, and it's whenever someone looks at them. Yes. So it's revealed that if you get looked at, your head pops yes. because of a previous kill. But then they were trying to reanalyze the courtroom footage, and they were looking to see who was looking around. Like and everyone was looking person. at each other. And everyone was looking at each other, so it was hard to figure out until, obviously, when they reveal yes. the reveal, they're like, oh, that makes sense. A-Train grows... Uh, Back to Deep's B story. Deep's doing some weird nonsense. Shows and Adrian's like, "Ah, uh, this is a cult, dude. This sucks. Please leave." And then <laughs> Ellen and May break up. Where? And final episode. Uh, Becker learns about Ryan's capture. Becker makes a deal with Edgar to help reclaim Vart, uh, reclaim him from the cabin. Uh, Butcher and the guy and the teams try to go save Becker for, and Ryan from Stormfront because Stormfront and Ryan have been Stormfront has been visiting Ryan because her homelander has been taking her there to get to know him and build a family. Um, Stormfront attacks his mother, Ryan cripples her, uh, but accidentally in the process kills Becca, which freaks, oh, no. freaks Ryan the hell out. Well, his mom um, died. It's also the great three-way fight between Maeve, Starlight, and Kimiko versus Stormfront. The ladies. Um, there is a, which is a play to the, the ladies get done line in the earlier part of the season where they are filming the movie Dawn of the Seven, yeah. where all women I get. I love how they're making fun of the movies, but oh, it's so good. Well, uh, women a, get it done. thing, yeah. Um, Butcher forgets Ryan after the boys take uh, take his side over Homelanders while Maeve uses the airline for to force Homeland into letting him go. Well, with so much, uh, Stormfront's Nazi passes leaked to the public. Egelhard to sell a copy of as the boys are cleared of all charges and is, re uh, is reinstated into the seven. Um, uh, AJ, and uh, what's her face? Homelander, the head. Yeah, no, well, that's season three. I know, but that's what they're leading up to at the end of season two. No, not at all. They don't talk about it at all. She, they, okay. Yeah, they just bring her back on there. Oh, I thought they that's bring her back on as the head. Nope, they just have her there. Um, this is where a lot of the cracks in Homelander's um, facade used to be. Oh, well, you've seen a lot of them. A-Train joins... A-Train... Sorry, A-Train rejoins the team, but not the deep. Uh, and then uh, Mysterious Assassin kills... Ada, who is the head of the Church of Collective, uh, and Huey gets a ch uh, job with Victoria Newman. Victoria Newman won her congressional seat. She is now she has pushed for a superhuman uh, affairs kind of uh, bureau, a bureau of superhuman affairs, which will monitor and take care of heroes. 
over to make sure shit like this season never happens again, mm-hmm. where you have things like Homelander marrying, who's trying to be involved with a super Nazi. Um, you have it's better PR than what Vought was doing, right? And the, the secret assassin has been throughout the entire season. The mystery head proper is also then told, shown to be Victorian Newman, which was such a cool twist which that is I did fucking not see crazy. Was that in the comic? No. Who had the head talk. popper in the comic? There is no head popper in the comic. Oh. So, let me tell you the differences and break down what the hell is different in the comic book. Stormfront has Star- movies in the show. Starting with Stormfront. <laughs> Actually, I'll start with I'll start with Victoria Newman. Victoria Newman is a man in the comic. Victoria Newman is also the fucking president. Okay. Um. Maybe that's the storyline they'll leave. I'm sorry, Newman... Uh, Sitwell is a man in the comic. The president is... Um, the guy who is for season three who's running for president now, he's the president in the comics. Victoria Newman is Reap, who's a mentally retarded vice president. Oh. Well, maybe she'll get um, lobotomized, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, Dynamite is a little, not Dynamite, but Garth Ennis is a little testy sometimes when it comes to books, especially the older books back in the day. Similar to Mark Millar, where the edge outlasts the, uh, yes. the time period. Yes. It's like, who? So Victoria, Victoria Newman in the comics is the vice president, where the guy who's running for president now in, in, season, in season three is the president, um, where they both have this kind of hatred towards soups, but like they let them do whatever they want. Oh my god, there's a line, and I can't say it here on air, because it's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, from the boys, and he's talking about his, his fucking... His leader? Yeah. Yeah, we'll skip it. Yeah, I'll but skip it. But there's a lot going on. So... The biggest change in the season, besides the love interest between Stormfront and Homelander, is that Stormlander is a Stormlander. Stormlander. Ship name. (laughs) Stormfront is the uh, the, uh, Stormfront is the man in the comics. He's also the DNA. He's the DNA father of Homelander. He's the first superhero created by Vought. That's still true, but he's a Nazi program science, which is still true from the book to the show. But Stormfront was created, and then from Stormfront's DNA. Stormfront, uh, they created things like people like Homelander, um, and also create help create more Compound V. Um, home, a home, a Stormfront is also on a team is is also active in the books at modern day also, mm-hmm. um, serving on their parody of I think Just Society. Um, that's it. Also, that's the only difference. Everything else is still the same. Yeah, Stormfront's more of a mix. Of, Storm is a mix. Uh, Stormfront's yeah, still one hundred percent not to scale. In, in the book. Um, but also, uh, Stormfront is also um, more, leans more towards a mix of Thor. No, because he's, he's on the team, the Paybacks, he's on the Paybacks, the, the, the version of the Avengers. Okay. He's more, he's a Thor analog. Okay. But it's like Thor and like Shazam kind of mix. Yeah. That's what makes Stormfront in the book. Um, still not to fucking scale. Yeah. Um, that's the relationship they have. There is no other, anything else besides like Homelander. His father is Homelander, technically. Mm-hmm. That's where the DNA come, came from. Because the seven in the comics don't have parents. Mm-hmm. They were... They took they took homeless women and impregnated the homeless women with these DNA samples to cre- to birth these supers. Um, so yeah. Um, those are the major differences besides besides what they've already followed in their own canon. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't... Because now that we're into season three... a lot of new stuff. They've changed. They've taken things like we know Friday's hero. Like Friday's episode is hero Yeah, we're getting hero this week. Um, 
It'd be so good. They're like, we can't show anything because of how fucking raunchy it is on in the internet. Wait. I can't fucking wait. They leave to put a fucking. We're going to Orgy Island. They put. They, they put. A, they, they put an eggplant emoji with a cape on it. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it better be like a fucking. There better be dicks everywhere. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, so they have stepped away from things like Tech Night, um, being in the book, the paybacks being different in the show, um. Compared to what they were in the the comic books, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff they they play more into the media, the modern media aspect of the of the show mm-hmm. of the superheroes than they did in the com in the comic book. So in the comic book, and when we do season three spoiler cast, there's more breakdowns I can do, which makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they did in, in the comic book, when the comic book was written, is it, it it's a parody and a nod and homage and a critique of how comic books ha- are, are starting to saturate the media. Mm-hmm. Where the show is well, it's very similar. Well, no, 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 no. The difference is no, it's not actually. So it's similar in the fact that they're poking fun at the movies that are getting huge yeah, in, the, in the world. Season, I mean, in the openings, that's the joke. It's the Dawn of the Justice. That's yeah, a yeah. joke. Episode one, it's but still mostly relevant to the original premise. No, actually, it's the opposite opposite way around. It's how social media affects celebrities and superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's the other way around. How canceling? How movie? How movies and and how movies are made comic book. Character celebrities and mm-hmm. stars, and not when that book was written in 2000, we were still in the early dawning age of um superhero movies and, mm-hmm. and superhero media. This is now we're well into it. How does superhero media affect the world, and how superheroes are pretty much stars and uh, poking more fun at Hollywood and the world around it instead of just superheroes? Superheroes are kind of just the coding because, mm-hmm. like, even things in uh season one, uh, sorry, in season two that they talk about, like, Mage coming out. And how they monetize Maze coming out. Yeah. It's more of that would never. It's, it's it's how comic books monetize a character coming out having big issues and stuff like that. That's a take now, which you wouldn't have had well, ten years ago. It. Right. It's more than what you would have had ten years ago. Like, but also how they they weaponized her 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 being gay in a sense of for month for economic purposes and what actually her as a person. Yeah. Um. Like the deep and A train joining the joke of uh, the collective, which is just a parody of Scientology. Mm-hmm. Um, Victoria Newman is just a parody of AOC. <laughs> down to 100%. the down to like the video, like the joke about her college days, the video of her, the college, her being dancing in the dancing bartending, the bartending which is all happened at AOC. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they've done with the boys, especially with season two, especially with a lot of season two, is they took um, all the stuff that like we can parody in modern society, mm-hmm. like the over, almost the overindulgence of what you need as religious and faith, faith, and going down the dark hole, the modernization of and weaponizing someone's sexuality to make your business more money. I wonder when they'll touch pandemics. I know, right? <laughs> um, you know, you know, the final season, season two is the exact final season, season two is. If you remember it, uh, no, I watched it during quarantine the first time. <laughs> okay, so, so the no final scene, the final scene in season two, is Homeland jerking off on the building. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually the final scene in season one. I'm not having them cut it. <laughs> and this is they added to the it end. Makes of more sense at the end of season two, honestly. Well, yeah, because end of speech makes more sense. Yeah, he's fucking off his rocker because the woman he loves is a Nazi psychopath. And he's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, the woman he loves is a Nazi psychopath. His mom figure has been killed. His wife, 
I know, but he's still killer. fucking his head up. Well, oh, okay. In season two, he also has the clo- the the the, clo- the guy that morphs into him. Yeah, and then while. also, um, season two had the his son who hates him. Yes, who he killed his baby mama, so that's still fucking with him. Well, that's that's all. Oh, that's the last episode. Yeah, I know, but it's still a lot that's messing with him. Yeah, he's, he's got correct. Yeah, it's fucking off weird. the rocker. Yeah, it's off the fucking rails. Yeah, he left the reservation a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. It's season two is fucking great. Um. What are your favorite, some of your favorite moments from C2, if you can remember them? Uh, I like a lot of the Huey and Billy Butcher dynamic. And this is, I obviously wasn't here for season one spoiler cast, so I'm going to retouch upon That's fine. the relationship. You mean because it's the, the building of the, season two. Yeah, the building of the relationship in season one was fantastic, and the almost equalisms that they are now in season two was great, where Huey's more in tune with his role, but he's also still like, Billy, this is fucking ridiculous. You need to stop. And, you know, the relationship between all the other characters, Kimiko and Frenchie and uh, Mother's Milk. All fun. It's Zion Quilt and Mills Milk in this, which is I'm great. I'm glad because I don't want to see that monstrous boob monster. They're, they'll touch upon it at some point. They have to. They don't have to. They changed the origin. Remember? Oh yeah, they changed it a little bit. Oh, even a little bit. Like and then shut up. Mm-hmm. And then Mother's Milk. I think they say that once in this. I think they say him uh, his real name once in season two. If I'm not mistaken, I like Aya Cash. I like the acting. Season two, honestly. I don't know if I liked it more than season one. I think it found more of its identity in season okay. two. I think it kind of fully figured out what it was. Because season one was still the trial period. Obviously, they're getting all the characters together and they're figuring themselves out. The relationships between Kimiko or the... I'm sorry, the um, the girl or the, the lady. Female. The female. They call it Kimiko in the yeah. show. They never call it the female. Yeah, the female. And I think they call it the female in the first season, briefly. Uh, the female and Frenchie is a cool dynamic that they're building up to. Because in season one was just like, oh my god. But, Season two, they finally kind of figured out what they were doing. I like the fight scenes in this one. Like I said, they figured out more what their style is for season two as opposed to season one, which was just what can we get away with while also pushing our narrative. Season two is like, we know we can get away with. Let's push it even farther. So we have the continuation of the sex, drugs, alcohol abuse, you all this you, I, nonsensical I can only, I can violence. Get so erect. I, I get, I'm trying to think of like <laughs> and, what I want for season. Like, and so <laughs> so far with season three, they are continuing the trend to get worse and worse as people. So yes. go. The creators are like, how deep can we get into this how fucking garbage? Can we get like how? <laughs> like so you know human. We depravity. want Oscar the Grouch to be disgusted with us. Like you know human <laughs> depravity has a limit, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, right. Get out of here. Like a little spoiler for season three, where we do season three's episode. Uh, it was a giant dick in episode one. Yeah, so, dude. Let's go. Yeah, man. I tell you, season one kind of knew what they wanted to do. Season two continued the trend with the doppelganger jerk off and the fucking the the, the obsession with fucking milk and boo and milk from Homelander. Continuing the trend into this new season is we try to save ridiculous. the we try to save the dolphin and dolphin die. Yeah, that's the deep. It, they just gets worse and worse. The the, the deep gets raped by that woman. Dude, fucks his, she fucks his gills. Them being ugh, them being able to put the jerk off scene at the end of season two instead of the end of season one now because of what they are. Yeah, just solidify how just fucking solidifies how much they how far they've come. Literally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say like yeah, literally. There are so. Leading into like a little bit of season three, which we won't cover in this episode, I went home. For, I came here home from work on a Friday night. Had to be a Friday. I was like, "Yeah, the boys are on." I'm so I'm gonna watch at least one of the episodes of the boys. And so I was like, "All right, cool." I was in the kitchen doing something in my house, and I put the TV on. I put on Amazon Prime. I put on the boys. I'm like in the kitchen. And they're doing the recap 
Oh, oh, like the reason one and two, and it's just everyone dying. I go, I like the kills. I'm standing in the kitchen. I'm like, nope. Mm -mm. Oh, she goes, why'd you shut it off? Nope. I'm watching my phone. I'll see you later. I gotta. <laughs> I can't do this. You and the baby. She, she that's it. I can't she have her. Like, these popped on. Yeah, like I can't. Like my brain was like, click, click, click. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Pop claw. <laughs> Season one pop claw. Yikes. Yeah. She uh, face fucks a man to death. Yep. This show is fucking ridiculous. A lot of popping in this show. I thought that was going to be the most extreme where I saw season one. I'm like, oh, that's nothing. It's crazy, but not as extreme as it can get. And then going into season two, you're like, heads explode, fucking uh, uh, deep. Nazis jerking off, Na fucking gills, like, killing dolphins. The deep SA, the dolphin fucking, the fucking. Oh, no, season two is the, with the whale. They fucking blow the fucking they hole in the whale. Up, they do blow up a whale. It's a lot going on with the deep in season one. And then in season three, he's dating an octopus. No, he wants to fuck the octopus. He doesn't date they the They have octopus. a relationship in the qu in quotes. No, he eats it later on, remember? It's still a relationship. It's complicated. No, he fucks his wife. There are articles his... talking about their complicated relationship. Yeah, is no, what I'm referencing. Well, no, he fucks his, well, he, no, he fucks his wife and the octopus is watching it. And he yeah. talks about fucking the octopus. Apparently, And then um... he eats that same octopus who prays, to, uh, prays as he eats him. Yeah. He hear him pray. He's One dead. of the... Oh, man. One of the networks, obviously, I think Amazon, the network showing it, one of the networks or one of the creators or something said that the octopus relationship, that the octopus episode was like, mm -hmm. like a lot. And they had to like, I think PETA was like pissed. Yeah, because it implies he fucks the octopus. But like, it yeah. doesn't like, you'll see the octopus on the fucking wall watching mm -hmm. him have sex with his wife. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to the octopus. And he goes, oh, you can jerk me off with all eight arms. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot mm -hmm. watch this with my wife. Yeah. It's very much how I felt like Game of Thrones at points. So I was like, before I watched oh, watching yeah. Game of Thrones. So one, Peter Dinklage rolls up. The first scene he's in, he's in a bed with a bunch of whores. Like, it's nuts. I remember so something get away with my wife. Me and my wife, and this is a little tangent about my life and, and my, my relationship with my wife in the Game of Thrones. My wife was sleeping over, or we, were, we were still dating, so she was sleeping over my house. And I was watching Game of Thrones. And it was a scene where they had Cersei uh, walk through town naked. And my, I should, my wife at the point had never seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> and she's sleeping. I'm watching it. I'm like, no, I really no. hope she doesn't wake up right now. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah, what the fuck is this? Because like, I'm like, oh, because it gets progressively worse as the scene goes on. Oh, it's like, torn and feathered and like, I'm like, it's like, oh my god. It just sucks. Like, please don't wake up, baby. <laughs> no, not watch this tonight because I'm off and I really want to fucking watch this. Um, same, It's the same way I feel about the boys, so. Yeah. I love the boys. I think the show's great. Um, the comic is is not for the faint of heart. I will tell people, and I will say the same thing for the show. The show is not for the faint of heart. Do not jump into the what show. What do you think it's easier to digest? The show. The show? You think it's show. less? Show. I get to read the, the book. I do want to. I have read the but book. But I want to wait for the show to be over before I read the book. You should. I don't want to spoil anything for myself, even if they are changing. They are big changes. Especially but if they're still going to hit the same. Noir, they're still going to hit a lot of the same huge. story beats for the most part. Kind of. There are not the huge story beats. They're gonna keep right. So there is a, there is a something that's leading that that a lot of speculations has led to about how the show might wrap up and how it might tie closely with how the book did it. Mm -hmm. But again, I can't I'm say anything. Estimating five seasons, uh, probably four. Well, four which just got renewed for four confirmed. Yeah. So um. So it's either yeah, four or five. No, depending on how three ends. It looks like four because Herogasm's towards the end of the series. It's Herogasm happens halfway. Herogasm's like yeah, it's in the middle. It's halfway through the series. But the storyline they're building building with Butcher and mm -hmm. Homelander is the finale of the series. That's true. 
And since they really can't do Dear Becky too much. Yeah, because that's a prequel sequel. Yeah, it's a prequel sequel. It's a prequel sequel, but they've already touched the Becky stuff in the show. Yeah, so. and, it, and it's completely different. I mean, that's why they have the spinoff Far City. They'll probably do another season of Diabolical at some point. Yeah. Because why not keep the the world going? But yeah, I'm excited. I, I It's going to be so good. Very good. See? Overall thoughts on season two, James. Great, I like it. Better or worse than season one? Uh, better than season one. I think yeah, the the biggest like said, thing. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just like all shows. I uh, season one is great, but then it just it, it didn't do my biggest fear. Like I say, for anything that's a sequel or continuation of a show, they kind of try to triple down. So my biggest fear was they go triple down the violence and water down the story. Mm-hmm. Was they they triple the violence and they never water down the story. Mm-hmm. So that was my thing. I still got to say I got more violent content, which was great. Fantastic. And not saying that I need the violence, but it was it wasn't like There's it, not a lot of shows around nowadays that are hyper violent in a way that is actually good and not just for gross out factor. Right. Invincible does it in an animated style that works very well. Yes, and it works. The boys does it in live action. They both have to be on Amazon. Yeah. Not a lot of shows are able to pull off that level of satirical comedy violence. Right. In comic book form too. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like Marvel can't do that. Oh, they pushed the limit a little bit by doing some of the weird shit, but okay, not even close to what the boys pulls off. And that's all they so, like an episode. That's all. So watching the boys, and it doesn't feel like oh cool. Like I, I think it. the reason why people wanted Ant Man to go up Thanos' ass and explode and become huge is those. because the boys was like, "Day, this can happen." Yeah, and, you know, they kind of do it exactly. The, the, so the they talk about one. it. Uh, they they just do it in episode one, <laughs> um, or season three. Um, they sue through through a different hole. Um, yummy, and so that's the whole thing. So, and my fear was like, oh, cool, we're going to see it awesome. But my fear is like, we're going to triple down the violence, and then we're going to water down story, and we're going to get like kind of like the comic, which is it 100% great. Um, the comic's pretty good, and then it's bad, and then it's okay again because it's long, long, exactly long story when you have to long, drag it out. Storytelling, it's sorry, no, the story is actually the stories in um, the stories in the boys are good. But their uh, their whole thing with the seven in the comic book, and I brought this up on the the, the first episode, the first season of the cast, is that the boys and the seven are have already met at this point, and they don't fight each other because they have a peace treaty between the two, mm-hmm. and all the boys have powers except for Huey. Yeah, all the boys have some form of power. Yeah, because yeah. they all inject Compound V. Yeah. That's how they. That's the whole point. They use Compound V as an equalizer to isn't Billy the isn't Butcher just like. Strong, yeah, yeah, they're all just strong. Like, they take the combat V as a supplement to have an even ground with all the supers, mm-hmm. um, kind of like Injustice, where they take the right. that makes them on. I like the story, like with the little Nina story that's happening now. It's, it's like the volume two of the series, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going back and forth, and yeah, it's, it's all it, everything's all over the place. So, don't mm-hmm. like it's a whole thing, like, there's a, them going to Russia, and there's a reason why they have to go to Russia. It's a, that's a whole storyline in Russia by itself, it's, it's all leading up to. Them finally confronting the seven because the show does it like they're already enemies of the seven. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I like, and you touched upon it a little bit with the social media aspect of it for the show, is there's an official Twitter page for Vought Enter- uh, Enterprises. And it's like breaking news fucking uh, Edgar Stanton or whatever is like been deposed. And it's just, it's funny that like they made an official Twitter post. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, it's like the official Twitter of a fucking TV show. Oh, yeah, they, their, meta. their meta media is awesome. It's very good. It's very good. I like it a lot. Whoever runs their social media 
team, single person, Seth Rogen himself. It's fucking funny. Well, because it's all planned ahead of time. That's, uh, that, that's yeah. the plot. Okay, no. All the storylines. Yeah, and they're like, all right, it's like, it's and not like the book to base it off. Yeah. No, social media is not a huge aspect of it, but you know what it's I mean? Like, no, but it's good, though. They, what I mean is, like, they, they use the social media. They do a very good job. They do a great job. Like, and there's, like, a lot of uh, extra stuff that's on, like, the YouTube page and the Twitter stuff. So they use it. And again, it's all a variety. Also, uh, Seth Rogen makes an appearance in this movie. Uh, in the show, season yeah, two. he's got a he got a new uh, season three. He's got an appearance. I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. You know, I think I'm that episode behind. I'll tell you what it is later. You know what? <laughs> like I said, I think I'm an episode or two behind. I forget. Okay, so I will, I will say it on the air, but I will tell you off, yeah. off mic because it is funny. So yeah, that's the boys, guys. Uh, we will be, season two. Season two, we will be viewing Diabolical and season three in one lump sum. Like I said, Diabolical had maybe about hours worth of content. Uh, if you condense all the stuff together, while we together, could milk it, we won't. It's just like we, unless you break down, like yeah, that's why. We, that's why we, we don't should do break it. down each individual one and talk about continuity nonsense. Blah, blah, blah. And none of them canon. Only two of them. We, yeah, one or two of them. Are. Two of them canon in the last episode, and like one of the other episodes in the middle. Yeah, those are the two Homelander ones. And I think that yeah, I think they're both home. No, it's the Nubia 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 versus Nubia story, hmm. Nubia versus Nubian story, and the Homelander story. Yeah. Those are the two canonical ones. Everything else is not canon. So Hunter, what's your book of the week? Book of the Week comes from Image Comics. It's Beware the Eye of Odin, written by Doug Wagner. I'm a huge fan. Plastic vinyl. He does twelve. He does the imprint 12-gauge, I think, for Image as well. Okay. And uh, art by Tim Odland. It is about this knight Viking named Hilg, as he has the Eye of Odin that he got from a frost giant. Uh, him and his little team of merry misfits, um, Stigger and I forget the girl's name because she's brought up in the middle of the book. Let me just scoop on over there. She is a wannabe Valkyrie. Her name is Cadlin. She's a wannabe Valkyrie, and they go off on a quest to return the mysterious eye that we know as Odin's eye mm-hmm. to its rightful owner, whether it be Odin or whoever has taken it from Odin because gods and nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And if he doesn't return it, he will die. A horrible death of death and decay. So he is not looking for that. Like why? He's cursed. They're getting attacked by spiders and trolls and, and all sorts of mythological folk. They get ambushed by a large boar. The art is very graphic and poppy. That right. makes sense. It comes off like a comic book. You're reading a comic book. Yeah, well, yeah. The marketing for this was like a bunch of trading cards, which I thought was really cool, like Magic the Gathering style, with a similar border to the okay. actual image. And um, the writing is fun. If you like Doug Wagner, you're going to like it. It's very similar, except obviously with a bit more of a Viking take instead of a serial killer take. And, uh, and then crime stuff, which, which is what he usually does. So it's awesome that we're getting more uh, stuff on here through Doug to branch out a little bit more. But uh, he's he's teasing up a nice little world, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see if Cadlin is actually a Valkyrie or not. Okay. And it ends on a little fun note. These little gnome guys called, I think, Hunderfolk? Okay. The actual spelling here. Yeah, Hundrafolk. They're like elf gnome things. They're like tiny. And then they all get slaughtered, and I won't spoil by what. Right. But they get slaughtered, and that leads into the next storyline it comes off like lord of the rings meets viking mythology okay where they're on a mission to deliver something to a place before they die yeah it's a nice story it's a thick book and it's 599 that's also delayed boy this has been delayed yes it was oh i didn't know it was delayed i just heard it's been coming out for a while because doug posts about it all the time (laughs) but it was delayed interesting by how long do you know i think about like uh, a couple months a couple months wow yeah 
Okay. I'll take your word on that. I didn't hear anything about it, but I mean, hey, it's still really good. Yeah. So maybe the delay was to finish up the story because this is thick. Yeah. Got great paper stock and great large imagery. James, what did you read? Oh, uh, four and a half. It uh, needs a little bit more substance on some of the bad guys. They're only in like two pages. Right. They fight a big boar for five, and the bad guys only appear in two pages. And you're like, I understand they're teasing it up, but like, come on. Who's the real, who's the fucking villain? If you're not really entranced in Norse mythology and Viking lore, you don't really know what's going on with the bad guys. So okay. a little bit much. James, what you read? So I read Dark Crisis, Young Justice. Oh, really? Big surprise. Sure. Written by Megan Fitzmartin and Laura Bergara. Fitzmartin was the one that's doing the Tim Drake book, I believe, right? Because yes. they did the Tim Drake Pride story. Yes. Nice. So this spins out directly out of Dark Crisis number one, following the funeral of the heroes uh, of, of the Justice League. The Batman family, Flash family, and uh, Superman family gathered together at the Hall of Justice to have a meeting by themselves. Really, which is just the kids also. Um, the entire book's narrated by Cassie, who's explaining the entire... Coming back! Who's explaining the entire history of... Well, she's in the book. Well, she's coming back. She's been absent for a while. She's only made brief appearances. Oh, yeah, no. Up until... Now. Like, now. I mean, did, did she make a brief appearance in... Uh... Oh, the Amazons. No, also the Young Avengers book that... Um, Young Justice book. Yeah, Avengers before, book yeah. Did, yeah. So Young she, Avengers, Young Justice, yeah. Yeah, so she has a whole, like, speech she gives about <laughs> what each of the boys mean to her and, and what they have gone through. Ooh, Connor looks so young in this. What the hell? I know. He looks younger than Tim. Um, it's just the art. And, like, a kind of, like, a history lesson of all of them. Mm-hmm. They all got to get together. Um, and then they all suddenly disappear. Um, Tim wakes up in his, bedro- in his bedroom um, at the... Um, Wayne Manor being woken up by Alfred, who's been dead. Um, Connor wakes up at um, I want to say Duplex, but Duplex is his character's name at Project Hatimus. Yeah. Uh, and then but, uh, wakes up in the middle of, of a training session. Uh, at Max Mercury's gym. Uh, I'm sorry, not not Max Mercury's. I will tell you. It's got mega mommy milkers over here, dude. What the hell? This is weird. I hate this. This is DC book. Her name is Mighty Endowment. Is this a is this a new character? No. She was the young... Mighty Endowed. Yeah, she was. This is like worse than Power Girl. She was a Young Justice villain back in the nineties. That makes sense. So they the. If Paul says, like, oh, there's something wrong, Max is here, Barry's here, what the hell's going on? He travels mm-hmm. the world, finds all the people that are active Justice League members, being members of the 1990s Justice League members. Connor and Tim head to um, Happy Harbor, Rhode Island, which was the headquarters of the first Justice League, but also the headquarters of Young Justice. They realize they're kind of stuck in the 90s, they have passed, and they put on their old Young Justice uniforms. While Cassie tries to find them uh, and figure out what the hell's going on with them, with the boys missing. And they fight the mighty endowed. You don't get to boob hypnotize my friend. It's so fucking actual dialogue. I do like the one line, and not enough therapy in the world for this. <laughs> Connor's like, oh my god. <laughs> a lot going on, man. Also, I do like how they have her boobs covered in smoke. I think it's hilarious. There's a shot where they're not. Does she have like different size ones every shot? Because like those look huge, those look normal. Like, but it's the angle. She hulks. I know. Yeah, and these look like oh my god. Yeah, it's all the angle. So well, weird. the B story is Cassie trying to find the boys. I'm glad even DC gets horny. Sometimes. The boys are fighting against this character who's been happening around since the 90s. Fucking crazy. Oh. And then the, it does end on a weird twist where Cassie 
from that world beats the Mighty Endowed, while Cassie in our world is still looking for them. Um, I like it a lot. Um, it's a cool it's setup. Classic it's, Young Justice. Yeah, it's classic Young Justice. It's a fun Young Justice book. It's a doofy Young Justice book. It is 1990s. Um, it's cool that Nyack did a cover, which Nyack was the main artist for the book for a long time. It's a great fucking story. Uh, I'm giving it five out of five. It's a great setup. It's a great tie-in. Even if you're not reading Young Justice, if you're not reading Dark Crisis, you can be like, this is just a, a fucking setup book by itself. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Like, oh, they were there's someone died and they were all there and they just disappeared afterwards. It's fine. Like, you don't have to read Dark Crisis to understand this book. Um, that's also why I'm giving it five out of five. Nice. So let's talk about our book of the week, which is Black Adam. Yeah, dude, just in time for the fucking movie. Well, trailer. Just in time for the movie, the trailer, the Black Adam supremacy. Uh, written that is the rock. Written by Christopher Priest, art by Sandoval. Yeah, dude. Sandoval's this does great. take place before issue seventy-five. Just so do not worry. This will not tie into Dark Crisis just yet. Um, we will see how it kind of falls out into Justice Crisis later on, because Black Adam is the only survivor of Dark Crisis anyway. The only survivor of Death Justice League. Yes. So, um, it opens up with him and his Senate committee, um, where the government is trying to, um, not ensure that there is no KFC in contact, but, like, they're trying, like, they don't want American businesses opening up in contact. Because Black Adam's a dick. Uh, well, well, Black, Black Adam, Adam also is, was like, this is fucking stupid. Why? Well, Black Adam is daydreaming about a fight he had with um, with Darkseid. Mm-hmm. Which is from Infinite Frontier. No, it's not. It's not from the... Um... No, because then he plays before 75. And 75 is the fight where he has with Darkseid. Oh, I thought it was with the um, I thought it was in the Infinite Frontiers book. Mm-mm. No, I thought so too. I was like, oh, is, is yeah, he it looks think, like it's is, he thinking, about, is yeah. he thinking about seventy five? Mm. I'm like, oh no, he's not. But it's also where he gets poisoned. His his powers get poisoned by Darkseid. Um, I don't know. Black Adam one takes place through the Death of Justice League, which is issue seventy five. Mm. Um, like I said, he gets poisoned by the power uh, his uh, Darkseid's power and Desad. Um, because he like. Kills quote unquote dark side, but it's not, he knows it's not dark side. Like, dark side doesn't, we you know he doesn't clearly die there because if you read everything else, um, uh, it's really decided who poisoned him. Um, that's also why he has a cane in his human form. Okay. Um, so there's a whole thing about them, um, again, like, again, working with. Contact in the United States military and the United States government working with contact. Uh, he goes, I'm not sure why your corporate masses feel so threatened by a fast food chain frying a little chicken there. Should be embarrassed <laughs> dragging me down here like this. Uh, so he leaves, takes the subway, which is funny because it's a re- uh, add on to the idea of the Master Train mm-hmm. from Wiz Comics. Um, there's a mystery going on, just like all Christopher Priest story. There's like multiple stories going on that you can follow. Yeah, he has the little title cards that yep. keep up with like certain things. Uh, you meet a new guy who has died. Um, uh, and he has, uh, Black Adam gets a call, phone call from somebody. Somebody that you know. There's a lot of, like, the Black Adam history coming to fruition. It's a again. lot of Christopher Priest likes to dig stuff. deep with a lot of his characters. It's not even, like, well. it's not even like, uh, you meet the newsboy. Well, I mean, dig deep as in, like, getting into back to the basics of the Condar, the Condar stuff. Well, all this stuff that's happening now, like, he talks about, like, we meet a new character. Malik. Uh, yes, Malik Adam. Um, who's a doctor actually? Um, and Black Adam threatens the, the patient he's working on. Um, 
and he realizes his arm is like, oh, he goes, hey, your arm is like fucking frozen. Your your arm is like decayed, and it's a problem. Um. Also, they were trying to then arrest Malik for being black, which is like, uh, okay. It's all good, modern day. Yeah. We get it. You realize that his powers is not, uh, we find out that Black Adam's powers do not reverse the necrosis that Scythe put onto him. Um, Malik uh, is tied to a list of other people that have died. Um, Dr. White is also his name. Uh, they, this is the name he goes by. Why not? Um, he also then has a lightning bolt thing happen to him. Kind of a foreshadowing nod. It's Chekhov's lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, in which he meets a bunch of new people, uh, a bunch of new gods, because he has it on the train, just like mm-hmm. the, the idea that ties into um, the Wizard of Shazam. You meet all the pantheon that gave Black Adam his powers. They have brought Black Adam and him to this little sanctuary. It goes, you are my descendant. The power of Black Adam is I bequeath to you. So Malik uh, Ahmed, uh, Malik Ahmed, uh, Adam, it will be probably the new Black Adam. Like I said, he does get sucked into like this little train thing, which uh, is a tie to what happened years ago. Yes, but for how long and how relevant will Malik Adam White be? Because this takes place if just issue one we have to wait to see if just issue one takes place before death of justice league then malik's introduction will be short-lived or he'll be and then after this issue once dark crisis is over he'll be reintroduced into the wider world of dc yeah, it's not just gonna be issue he's one just gonna be he's only this... covering issue four and that's the reason why I go I'm, he's gonna White. Be, I'm not saying he's just gonna be in issue one i'm saying he's just gonna be in the series is what oh I mean. yeah yeah that's what i'm talking oh, yeah. about like so where black adam gives up his power as this only runs through Maybe the first six issues are before Dark Crisis. Uh, or we don't know it's, yet. It's, it's told th- it's a whole ass year. <laughs> well, it's to- it's totaled as a miniseries, a twelve issue miniseries. It's a maxi series. It will probably the storyline will end right. At, it will end up it will end four months after Dark Crisis. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, Dark Crisis seven months. Dark Crisis the whole story is seven months. Yeah. Not counting Road to Dark Crisis, just the original Dark Crisis. Right. Counting well, counting Justice League seventy five because it's same yeah. seventy five. So, counting seventy five forward, it's about eight months. But this, because the series takes place afterwards, it will it, in Dark Crisis seven months. This will end four months after Dark Crisis is over. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that guy's line was like, I, "Yep, I, that was a lot." Yeah, it's all good. I was like, on. super hard. <laughs> we love we love working in Sayville. <laughs> um, so this series will probably end with him like. That's why the nickname White is like, oh, that's why, oh, you'll be White Adam, I get it. It's the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already seen him what his super suits go look like. We've seen yeah, him on cover four. Um, Very cool. I'm it, excited. I, I think that what's going to happen, though, is like either he's going to die before this issue's over. Or he's going to become irrelevant. Or he's going to like, I'm going off he's to find my people. Well, no, I'm going to be irrelevant. It's going to be the series is going to end. And by the time Dark Crisis, because we, we now will yeah. find out how Dark Crisis lays and falls out yeah. in the DC Universe. Malik will be part of the book, yeah. and him and Adam will share it while you have the Black Marvel family, like we did mm. back in the two, uh, with him and Malik being the two. Plus, you have uh, Mary Marvel's new Shazam, new uh, Shazam, new champion coming out, which is Mary Marvel's story. Yeah, they call, um, hold on, I'm about to burp. They call, um, nope, I have no idea what I was about to say. Um, Black Adam, mm. Nope, you lost me. I guess I'm the show. <laughs> I, I, I had something fun to say, and I totally fucking forgot. 
Okay. So, yep. Anyway, so guys, I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. I think it's a cool serving on point for Black Adam. If you have no idea of his history, it's fine. He's just a kind of cool character anyway. It's just very much like Dr. Doom. It's kind of hard to say. A anti-hero. Oh, How old is he? Because if he's if he's a doctor, or at least in the medical field, he's got to be at least Khalid's age, and Khalid was what? Khalid and him like 25. Yeah, in the 25s, yeah. 30s. So I was going to say put him on Young Justice, but he might do better on another team, maybe. He'd probably on Justice Society. Justice Society, maybe Justice, not or, Justice League, just, uh, Young Titans, Justice. maybe. Titans, no, Titans are for the kids. That's why they. Well, they, Teen Titans and Titans. I'm talking about Titans. Like, there's no Titans. That's why. Well, Titans now because Teen Titans Academy got blown up. Well, they because it's all they're Titans probably Dark Crisis nonsense. Yeah, they're probably launching after Dark Crisis. That's like yeah. dark, you know. But yeah, so he would probably go into like, he probably would end up at the Academy, but he probably would, for certain life purposes he probably end up at Academy, which is stupid. He's too old for the Academy, but yeah, he, he, but he should be on Justice League immediately afterwards. Yeah. Um, he should replace yeah. Black Adam on Justice League. Yeah, or, well, or we in know, some book. We, well, we will find out once it's over. Yeah, because he could die. Well, you could fridge him real quick. Well, he, well, Khalid might die. I think not. Uh, Khalid Malik. Malik, Jesus, um, might not die. But we'll... he might not die if they're introducing a character like this, especially if they want to tease him up in the movie for some reason. Like they introduce a character that's similar to him. Yeah, Adam's son that they're introducing. What the hallway? I have no idea. No. Oh. Um, interesting. The, the, the interesting Adam's son in the movie. Mm. We'll, we'll see what they do for his future stuff. Yeah, and they could be like in the descendant of his son or whatever. Or well, son dies in the movie. Yeah, but it doesn't mean. Well, yeah, he's yeah. not gonna come back in some way. Shape he's a or child. Time. He's a child in the show. Uh, in the movie, so he can't have children. There's no the difference between like unless he comes back. We don't know how it's gonna be. They can change the lore of this. They do it all the time. I, mean, I don't think resurrection's gonna be a thing. I think death matters still in the DC universe. That's why they killed Jonathan Kent in the tornado. Death doesn't matter. They're literally bringing back Michael Shannon as General Zod. Death does not matter. Well, no, he's from Ultimate Universe. Death. Ultimate Universe. We'll see. Ultimate Universe. We'll see if this movie it's, ever comes out. The, fake, the movie that doesn't exist? <laughs> yeah, the movie that doesn't exist. We'll Flash see. The movie that doesn't exist. We'll see. Well, Flash ran back in time and stopped fucking Superman from dying by getting stabbed by Doomsday because he actually stopped Lex Luthor from taking the body. We'll see. Or this movie doesn't exist. The book will. Yeah, I know. All right, I'm also giving the book a four. I'm mean, not a five. I'll give it a four and a half. I don't really like how Christopher Priest writes sometimes. I don't like I his, like... Boxy style. Boxy, boxy storytelling. But his dialogue is always fantastic, and his overarching stories are always really good. The Deathstroke book that he did ended up being really, really good by the end. The initial bit was a little annoying, but by the end it got really, really I, good. I feel... I, I do get that way, especially if you're not a fan of Christopher Priest. If, you, if, you, if you've never seen Christopher Priest writing before, and you pick it up, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, why is story story blocks Because of a elements. TV show. Yeah. That's like, it, like, the black text reminds me of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where it's like... Pew, pew, nee, nee, nee. Yeah, it's a title card. Yeah. It's the title card. We which don't is... need a title card in the middle of fucking dialogue. Just give us another panel. Like, I know. We can tell what's going on. Yeah, it happens. It's just fine. I know. It's, it's, a, it's a way of storytelling. It yeah, it's well. his story. Yeah. yeah. And what's what makes it unique. So exactly. that's the only... And I get it. Why that's a knock. Mm -hmm. huh, ready? Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. You can head over to our website, andrewcomics.com. Check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram, andrewcomics, the podcast, Instagram, andrewcomics, podcast, and Twitter, andrewcomics for up-to-date news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, always share with a friend, and always support your local comic shops. Have a nice day, guys. We will be doing Obi-Wan spoiler cast next week. Two okay. spoiler casts in a row. This will be great. And then we have uh, Some, we have like a week or two off, and then we're back in two more spoiler casts from Ms. Marvel. We love it. I think we have a Thor episode coming out. Bye.